What's up, Dunwoody? This is one of my favorite interviews that we've ever done. For those of you who don't know, Discover Dunwoody is the marketing organization for our city. They concentrate on promoting the community as a travel destination for business and leisure, and they work to improve the quality of life for our citizens. Katie Williams was put in charge when the city was incorporated 11 years ago. She has done a fabulous job, such a good job, in fact, that she was recruited away from us to take her dream job in Athens, Georgia. She's been on the show before if you want to go back and listen to those, but Katie, we really appreciate all that you've done for our city. On what ended up being one of her last few days with the city of Dunwoody, she brought a world-renowned TED Talk speaker named Peter Kageyama to come and work with the city government. The mayor, council members, and a few of the heads of uh, local nonprofits participated in the workshop, and it was capped off with a special speaking engagement at the Crown Plaza. I knew this was a really big deal, and I was very honored that we were invited, but I wasn't really sure why we were invited. So I looked him up and fell down the YouTube rabbit hole. Four hours later, I realized why we were invited. Peter Kageyama is an internationally recognized expert on community development and grassroots engagement. The type of grassroots efforts that we've created with What's Up Dunwoody. We might not be the biggest media company or news source around Dunwoody, but we, we're definitely grassroots and we're definitely different. Um, just the type of different that Peter encourages. So I reached out and begged Katie for 20 minutes of his time after he walked off the stage. This is a recording of that 20-minute conversation. If you're picking up what Peter is putting down, be sure to catch his TED Talk on YouTube. It's really good stuff. The show is brought to you by Porter Brew & Q Brewery, Dunwoody's only brewery, and by Dr. Brett Friedman with Village Orthodontics. Please support these local businesses that have been giving back to the community for so long. They need your help right now more than ever. If this is your first time listening, my name is Matt Weber. I am a local real estate agent serving your community. I live in the Dunwoody North neighborhood. My brother-in-law is the co-host here. Justin Dyke hails from the Georgetown area and is founder of PoolDues.com. Whether you're driving in your car, taking a walk, going for a jog, or just quarantining at home and getting some cleaning done, thanks for joining us. It would mean the world to us if you shared our podcast on social media or even just texted this to a friend that might enjoy it. Here's our conversation with Katie Williams and Peter Kageyama. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. Oh, perfect. Okay, we're here with Peter Kageyama, and we're here with Katie Williams on her, what, last day? Second to last day yeah. with Dunwoody. You just got a standing ovation in there. That was cool. That was cool. Mm. It was cool, Katie, you Thank can say. Thank you. It's, yeah. it's very humbling. <laughs> you were and she's on to her dream job with, what, what, do, what do they consider the themselves? Athens convention and visitors bureau oh, they went lame like that they did but yeah. but they do it's they've got a fairly large convention center okay. that is uh, part of the so CDB. they can't cut the sea out yes there's no discover athens but or... it is exciting athens is a cool destination is that yeah. your is that your first order of business to rebrand discover no athens? i mean no i think they you know you, you, i'm just gonna come in and see advancing see what's athens working or... and just continue building in the future. You need some sort of alliteration, not just Athens awesome CBB. Athens. Awesome Athens. <laughs> you need to Was that on the spot? You've thought about that, haven't you? <laughs> yell at somebody the first day. Make an example out of someone. <laughs> it's the wrong coffee. Do they have a whole team for you? They do. There's 11 people okay. on the team. Nice. Yeah. 11 people. That's yeah, they've got a large sales team to support the... Game days? The convention center. Oh. But yeah, game days are an important part of it as well. Yes, those are the <laughs> Do they play football in Athens? <laughs> Just, you know, a few times a year. Yeah. Well, I want to say I really thank you for bringing Peter. That was like the best 
you know, speaker I've ever heard in person. Oh, well, thank you. And I think all of the council and mayor, they were frantically taking notes. So Yeah, we were really excited to host Peter Kageyama in Dunwoody for our what is our annual meeting, Tourism Talk. And I think in this community right now, what we're all thinking about and talking about is how do we make Dunwoody cool? We know that our councils, they've, they've built a really solid foundation for a city, but everyone's talking about what's next and what are the, the, you know, we're all thinking about the big things, but there's a lot of little things too that Peter can talk about, but. People like the, Alan Mothner are pushing for. Alan Mothner and Create Dunwoody and so many cool things that I think there's just this groundswell of discussion and um, so we we had Peter as our keynote speaker and that room I think you could feel the energy of inspiration mm -hmm. and Alan I heard Alan was fangirling last night <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, you had to mention your girlfriend a few times. We he did. Was like, I, I don't know what he was thinking, but <laughs> he was like, I think I was asking him a little too many questions. No, no, it was all good. Um, I, you know, I love it when people are enthusiastic about, you know, my work. It's like when people, you know, hand me a book, you know, sign and it's like dog-eared and well-marked up. I go, wow, I, I wrote that. It's like, yeah, and somebody actually took it seriously. So, hey, that's a good thing. So, I think yeah. that you're different. I think you've got this niche that... And nobody else is really talking about. I would like to think so. I mean, you know, there's lots of people who are writing about cities. I mean, it's a hot topic and it's an important topic. But nobody was is coming at it maybe from this sort of emotional sort of standpoint and, and talking about sort of the, the, the necessity of, of fun and great design in a in sort of a you know in a non architectural sort of way. Uh, yeah. What, uh, what's the coolest thing you've seen a city do recently? The coolest thing? Oh. So can you talk about the Rob guy? Some of the cool stuff that Well, sure. Did? I mean, there's a fantastic example that I often use in my talks uh, from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And Grand Rapids was a city, you know, it's doing great now. But 10 years ago, it was a very different case. In fact, it was listed by Newsweek magazine as one of America's 10 most dying cities. <laughs> It's like, that's not a great thing. It's like, how'd you like to leave with that, Katie? It's not a good list. It's not a good on. list. No, we Thanks can't, a lot, Newsweek. <laughs> yeah, can't do a whole lot with that. So along comes this, at the time, he's a 22-year-old he's kid who comes up with this crazy idea to do this thing called the Grand Rapids Lip Dub. And if you've, if you've ever looked online at what a lip dub is, it's essentially you get a song and you get a bunch of people lip syncing to it. You usually do a lot of different sort of cuts and all these different fun places. It's a really cool idea. But Rob made it big and it made this incredibly viral video uh, of like, you know, 5,000 people doing this lip dub through like this one mile circuit through downtown Grand Rapids. And it ends on this helicopter shot that says experience Grand Rapids. And it was this crazy response to being declared a dying city by this outside entity, you know. So and that's not the kind of thing that most that like a city isn't going to do or a chamber is going to do. It's like, no, it came from this the crazy idea of a 22 year old kid who goes, we should do a lip dub. And that's really what I talk about is these alternative sort of forces in, in cities. You know, it's not just the official folks who oftentimes it's not that the official folks aren't creative, but they're operating under this crazy set of constraints. Right. So citizens, people who live in a place, you know, with a wild and crazy idea and, you know, and, and nothing to lose sometimes. Yeah, um, they will uh, sometimes come up with incredible stuff that cities go. Thank God somebody did that. Yeah, I love his uh, the paper airplanes off the top yeah. of a tall building. Yeah, they did it as far as this, this part of this art show. They made 100,000 paper airplanes. They threw them off the roof of the tallest building in downtown Grand Rapids. And somebody's going to say, well, isn't that litter? The amazing thing is because it was done in the context of this art show, everybody wanted to take some of the, the, the paper airplanes home. So they didn't have to pick anything there's up. There's pictures, as many pictures of the ground afterwards. I'm sure there's probably, paper airplanes yeah. everywhere. Yeah, but then people wanted to take that with them as sort of like a, a, a memento. So they said, yeah, there's almost very little, very little cleanup that actually had to happen with that. So yeah, that's kind of genius. So yeah. yeah. That's so, yeah, cool. I mean, you know, and, and that's the thing is like, yes, for the coolest thing. Sometimes the coolest thing is what did I see last week? 
Because, you know, I'm always seeing really interesting stuff. You know, a community that has done something. I, I love, you know, here, just this week I, I saw, you know, everything will be okay. And that simple message, you know, somebody's going to say, really? It's, it's not even like, somebody's going to say, is that even art? After you spoke, we were all talking, and, you know, a lot of us don't even realize that it's cool. You know, yeah. we've seen it, we see it every day, and we right. don't, you know, we don't but, talk about it. But people like you that come to the community for the first time see it and think it's really neat. Yeah, but I think even if you, you know, you drive past it every day, you may see it, you know, many times, you know, a, a week. On some subliminal level, it's still registering, right? So even if you don't overtly think about it or see it, it's still registering. We take in a lot of data, right? So I think that that's one of those kinds of things. So that and you know, just any kind of mural that, you know, that makes that wall is just better than a, than a blank or an ugly or a dirty wall or something like that. So when I saw that for the first time, I, I thought, oh, that's really neat. And it'll be gone in a week. I thought it was just some kid came by and he was yeah. like, oh, yeah, screw it. I didn't realize what it was either. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently when, you know, when it was supposed to actually come down, you know, your community sort of had this, you know, this hue and cry. No, keep it. We oh, want it. Oh, it was like that. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was part that. of an art exhibit. And so it was supposed to be temporary. And this concept of temporary, and Peter's talked about this before, yeah. that something can be temporary that ends up becoming long-lasting and, yeah. and meaningful and a part of that community. And I think that's what Everything Will Be Okay has done here in Dunwoody. And I think it's going to be a jump start to the, the cool stuff that, what's the art, uh, create, create, create Dunwoody. Create Dunwoody, right. Yeah, I mean, we, you, I think we get so caught up in the big and the, the long-lasting and sometimes the expensive. Yes. And we just need to be reaching for those small, tangible, what can we do tomorrow? Right. There was another thing that, you know, Dunwoody is clearly you know, a very successful, it's an affluent community, and that's great. But sometimes with that sort of success and that kind of affluence, sometimes it becomes like, well, if we can't do it to that high level of something, then maybe we don't do it at all. And sometimes that actually works against you because it, it sort of forecloses somebody doing something sort of quick, fast, and, you know, cheap and fun and a little gritty. Uh, they're because well no it's got to be up to this particular standard. It's like, and sometimes that becomes an excuse to not do things. So that was actually something I, I mentioned yesterday in the the talk the conversation I was having with some of your your leadership here is like don't let that be an excuse, you know there that uh, to to not try something sort of new and a little rough around the edges and you know that I think would that encourages you know other people to get in the game. It's like oh I don't have a million dollars but I got uh, I got a thousand dollars and we can do something really cool with that and a can of spray paint and a can of spray paint <laughs> yeah. Chalk. Chalk. Yeah. Spray chalk. Spray chalk, kids. Spray chalk. (laughs) It was funny. When you talked about Greenville, the guy sitting next to me, Joe Seconder, elbows me and goes like, that's what we need to do with the village. But you didn't talk about any of the trees and how they went from a four-lane road to a two-lane road and more walkability. You talked about the mice. The mice. That were just all over the place. Yeah, but, you know, it's interesting you you mentioned that because the mice are the thing that captured my imagination. But you're right. If it was a four-lane road without the trees, I don't care care how many mice you have there. It's not going to work. And these are brass mice. Yeah, these little brass mice that they put. Oh, not real mice. Yeah, no. Yeah, we're not Um, infested with mice. It's this, it was this little public art thing. It's It's a scavenger hunt on their main street. But yeah, your point's well taken that you know um uh, public art uh, you know stuff like that has to work in the context of something you know bigger as well which means you know good streetscaping good landscaping good design in general but it's sometimes it's that little thing that takes something really good and takes it to a whole other level and that to me is what the mice on me he says like what twelve hundred dollars twelve hundred dollars we're talking about millions and millions of dollars funneled into the village and completely changing it and you know, this little thing. Which you need to do, but at some point you're going to look around and go, okay, this is, looks technically really good. Then what are some of the fun and whimsical kind of things that we could do for just a, you know, a, a tiny bit of money and a little bit of creativity yeah. uh, there that will have a big impact? Yeah. 
Peter, you, can you talk a little bit about this concept of co-creators? Because I think this is so important yeah. for, for everyone to hear that it's sure. like you mentioned before, it's not just about the, the, official the council, folks. but tell us who, who, are, yeah. who is a co-creator? Okay, so there are people whose job it is to create the content that is your city, right? It's mayors and council, city managers, staff, Katie, Katie you know, visit Dunwoody, you know, uh, uh, discover Dunwoody, excuse me, uh, all of that kind of stuff. Is their, it's their job to create the content. Uh, there, but then there are these unofficial folks, kind of like you guys. You know, this podcast is is a labor of love, clearly, and you're creating the part of the content, uh, you know, uh, that is Dunwoody. And um, I imagine, you know, there's other things you guys do as well. And but there's all these people who, just because they have this sense of love and and creativity for a place, it manifests in some alternative sort of ways. And cities kind of need that. You know, the official folks are really good at that kind of stuff. You know, cities get the big stuff mostly right. There's an opportunity for individuals individuals, people who care about a place to come up with their own sort of idea and their own vision. It's like, hey, this would be kind of cool. Let's try this. Yeah. Uh, like an indecent t-shirt party? <laughs> like a, sure. Like an indecent t-shirt party. Well, we kind of feel like we've got AHA connection. They kind of there, do the same thing. We have so thing. many great co-creators. I mean, yeah. and I think people like Robert Aguzio and mm-hmm. Lorna Sherwinter and those people who are who are getting involved in, ma- in making things happen and doing creative things. but And not getting paid for it. And not getting paid for it. But, yeah. but sometimes, too, it's just doing it you know without asking permission first without permission you know and yeah because saying it's temporary and yeah that's the thing about you know uh the work that i encourage people to do is everyone thinks it's like you know say hey what uh, what should done what do you do so you know, if we ask you know 100 that's people what I've, when i've talked about this the last couple of days that's what everybody says yeah you should ask him what done what you should do and i've heard other people ask you after you're speaking engagements and you're just like you know be what? creative it's on I don't you. live here so you know my you know my impressions are you know are you know, I would like to inspire you guys to maybe do something and the point that I would make though is instead of looking at like big stuff because big stuff is expensive it's time consuming it's it's hard to do look at little stuff start really small start hyper local in your own backyard stuff that doesn't even necessarily require permission uh, to do that's the best place to start you know you do something go that was cool let's do it again or let's do something different mm-hmm. and you sort of iterate on that and you do that you know uh, a couple times and you might actually start creating some momentum and you might actually be able to change the, the city Justin here designed a t-shirt that we're, we're gonna try to do some Dunwoody related yeah. t-shirts and he showed it to the Nature Center just a second ago and they were all excited about it and that's awesome they wanted like yeah. three more right away yeah. um, well I was just gonna say our, our holiday decoration map was a little bit like that like yeah. I, I I drive my kids around during the holidays we look at like the best houses we kind of take note of them and then I was like well so Matt and I have the what's up the website I was like I need to I need to you know put this up there but also like refine it where I can make a Google map you can mm-hmm. do custom Google maps and then you know I was really bummed when I found out Google only lets you do like up to J markers like A B C D and oh, I was like really? okay. well now yeah. I have to do more than one because yeah. there's just so many so you had like four at the end or yeah. themed yeah holiday yeah. decoration yeah. maps okay. yeah, and obviously, call it holiday maps we did call it a holiday yeah <laughs> um, but uh, like you're saying it costs nothing but yeah. we got so many emails from people that are like we, we drove that route you know yeah. what's the next one to go to yeah and that was a yeah. spike in the website like crazy oh, oh my gosh that was a really cool a piece of, of content that you created. And, and, and the great thing is... It gave some people something to do. Right, right. It's a little love note, if you will. It's absolutely a love note. And the, 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 for those of our listeners, a love note is that idea of the relatively small thing that has an outsized impact, kind of like a, a handwritten note that goes with a gift. That Sometimes those that gesture is even more important than the gift itself. But I want to go back to your T-shirt thing, because I think T-shirts are really important. Um, I've written about this. You know, there's a number of companies, small companies around the country that sell T-shirts, but they sell T-shirts not for tourists. They're selling T-shirts for locals. 
They're selling local pride. So to me, a t-shirt is essentially, it's a one panel story. You know, you put on the t-shirt, you're putting on the brand, the identity, whatever that story is. And I think that really good t-shirts that are designed not for the broader audience, but for those guys, you know, those folks like you who live here, that's like, oh, you'd have to live here to get that joke or that particular reference. Those are brilliant because again, they help us sort of create the sense of identity and place. And maybe a t-shirt contest would be a really interesting sort of thing to do that is, again, t-shirts for locals. And I bet you'd come up with some wildly fun, creative, and some totally inappropriate stuff, and that's okay too, because it'd be really sort of interesting to see what, what folks are thinking like about. Like a Dunwoody Village sex shop coming 2020, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Depends how you spell coming. Like we need those moderately hip t-shirts. Mo <laughs> yes, the moderately hip. That came out of the wayfinding. Yes, I've heard about this. Yeah. Moderately hip came out of the wayfinding. Is that study. why I kept hearing that? I yes. was wondering what that was. Yeah, it was sort of the uh, summary of the stakeholder feedback when we okay. would give, when we were designing the wayfinding and gateway signage. It was like, what do we want it to be? And the end was, well, we want it to be moderately hip and low risk, cool. Right, right. The, well, low the, risk, the, the, cool. The t-shirt okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a t-shirt in itself. Low yeah. risk, cool. Yeah, also yeah. for teenagers. Risk, cool. yeah. <laughs> the, um, the, the idea came from, you know, we go around the community and try to interview all of the new business owners in the yeah. community. And one of them was a t-shirt shop. Oh, and that's so awesome. We were trying to big frog, we should mention that. Big frog, yeah. yeah. So we were trying to, to find frog. a way to connect them with as many people around the community. Yeah. And well, so that's where a lot of the neatest thing, The neat thing about that is when, we, when I walked in there, I was like, oh, they're just going to have t-shirts on the walls and that's it. But they actually have two designers. They're, they're SCAD graduates, so they're art, oh, art school kids. Cool. Yeah. And they're just right there in the store, and you just go up to them, and you're like, here's what I want, mm -hmm. right? So anytime you are doing like a white elephant really? party or something like that, you can just oh, go in there. Cool. And I mean, these are art school kids. They're not yeah, yeah. squeamish about anything, you know? And they go, yeah, if somebody, like some kid walks in, we'll just turn our monitors around or, or you know, minimize it, right? Right, right. Um, so, I mean, you know, great for things like the swim team and everything like that, but also just us having a laugh, you know? But it's funny, you know, being creators around the community, it started out as me trying to sell real estate, and I don't know why he started doing it, but... Well, he's your brother-in-law. Yeah. We got, now, we got drunk in the backyard that one night. Yeah, and we did a podcast. Um, but since then, it really has become yeah. more community. Like, that's what I think of first. I don't, you know, it's not, not as much real estate. It's yeah. getting people to know the community. And I think there is a void that a lot that you know the city council can't get to yeah well again council you know those folks are operating under some severe constraints there's stuff there's both the obvious ones you know but then there's all this sort of political stuff they're afraid to do something like this it's like well if we're, it looks like we're having too much fun somebody's going to say why is council having too much fun or if we do something a little out there you know with uh, art somebody's going to say why are we spending money on that stupid you know sort of uh, art so again those folks are highly constrained so that's where the you know the opportunity is for guys like you two uh, to step in and say well we can do it and then you know if hey if it benefits the, the real estate business a little bit great nothing wrong with that um, you know sort of enlightened self-interest but you know you said you're leading with community first yeah it's uh, turned turned into that um, yeah. can, can you just do the little spice bit again the that, spice yeah so I've I heard so much of your stuff that I know I've that's okay so the the metaphor I use is like spice in, in making for a flavorful dish you need some spice to make for you know a good flavorful dish uh, there otherwise it's bland why well, the point that I make is that every community needs spicy people as well um, to, to make them interesting Justin's our spice yeah clearly just, yeah just sitting here yeah. loving it yeah <laughs> 
validation. Uh, validation. You. <laughs> you, you know, you're the ghost pepper in the mix kind of thing. Um, but yeah, a little bit. A little but bit, you yes, need, you, you know, you need that. You know, you don't want everybody thinking about stuff the same way, doing the operating from the same playbook. You need people who are, are, are a little, you know, left and right of field. And it's like, okay, and I, I just see the problem in a different way. And, you know, you throw some of that into the mix. And sometimes, you know, it's not going to happen, but you're just throwing it out there to, to create a conversation uh, there. And I think those, those spicy people sort of inherently recognize that they play a, an important role, um, you know, in, in the community. And sometimes it's just to be the provocateur uh, there and, and sort of move the needle a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, or, or to scare them back into something. I mean, if you're, you know, if the designers out there know this, it's like you always show them three designs. You show them one that's really conservative, what's like there, one that's totally out there, and the one you really want to do, which is in the middle. So you basically scare them into the middle. So sometimes, Justin, clearly you're trying to scare people into a certain direction there with, uh, uh, with some of the, the stuff that you guys are talking about. So well, we, but that's we, important. We have, some, we have some friends that do another podcast, and, and they went to an actual podcast consultant, and he said, if you if they do movie reviews, and he said, mm-hmm. if you guys always agree on the same thing in the movie then, then you don't need two of you right yeah so you always need someone yeah, like that maybe that's how parents are too you don't need to. <laughs> um you talk about the simple things and again i go back to i think it's like doing the small things and doing yeah. it with love and this concept that we just want to the creating a lovable destination yeah. and uh, the, what, what, what does that mean to create a, a lovable destination um, I, I think we all sort of would broadly say, oh, yeah, love matters. And, but our own sort of personal definition and our uh, personal experience with love is going to be different. And that's okay. That's actually kind of the way it should uh, be. Um, and I think the, the slide you're referencing is the, one of the last images I show. It says, do small things with great love. Because when you do something with love, it manifestly feels different. You know, there's there's stuff that we do sort of automatically by rote, you know, uh, there. But there's stuff, sometimes somebody's paid attention to this. Somebody's done this and it just feels different and we respond to that. And uh, and I think that, you know, our, our cities are all, are all, of course, there's lots of big stuff. But our communities are so much more little things that we, we kind of take for granted. And what I'm trying to get people to sort of do is like, just pay a little bit of attention to the small details that make up your community. You know, that local coffee shop, they put the the dog water bowl down there. And it's like, you don't even have a dog, but somebody thought enough to do that. Or the little chalk art that's out there, or the really cool little signage uh, there, or somebody puts a fairy door on, uh, you know, a wall somewhere, you know, in in the city. Those little things, you know, that just make you stop for a second and you, you make you, you smile. It's like somebody did that with a sense of purpose and a sense of love, and it feels different. I was trying to think of examples around Dunwoody and I, the fairy door. I don't know if you know what you're talking about, but they. So somebody in Dunwoody, somebody there, did that. The Montessori was, school. Yeah, there was a Montessori right. school. Oh, okay. And it's it. They were opening up like what months, six months after yeah. they built this amazing bridge. So city council got together, built this amazing bridge that connects his neighborhood okay. with perimeter. Okay. So big, tall buildings, neighborhood, and there's just a bridge. It's a really nice bridge. And what the Montessori school did was, as a you know, create a little bit of hype. She made the little fairy houses okay. and put them all around that bridge. And you know, you took your daughter. Everybody knew about these yeah. little these little fairy okay. houses, and it was really cool. I thought that was a good example of 
something did not that you know would that. like. I mean, I've seen fairy doors in other communities, and again, it's one of those little whimsical things. I mean, you know, it, it's it's not in like the typical city manager's handbook. It's not you know something you go to you know planning school or anything like that to learn about building fairy doors. But you know, once you see it, you go, yeah, there's there's a role for stuff like this. Yep. And they didn't go out there place. and tear them down. They just you know, they and they didn't stay. ask permission probably yeah, either. No, and that's an example of it's not a it's not yeah. anybody at City Hall who did that. It's a local business owner who cares about the community and wanted to engage people. And yeah. that's just what it takes sometimes is it's not always going to be the city leaders at city hall doing this yeah you can anybody can go out and do and create interesting well, things easier to ask forgiveness right yeah yes yeah i mean most people think city building is somebody else's job they think it's you know the official folks uh, and consequently they sit back and they wait for somebody else to make the city better for them mm-hmm. and that's going to be a long wait there's a lot of stuff that has to happen so well, hey listeners recognize that you play a role in all of this what do you want to do uh, it could be something really small in fact it probably should be something small something weird and crazy that you do for your own amusement great um, that's city building and it does have value and maybe we could work this in too. You you've been working for a long time on uh, not placemaking. What's it called? Wayfinding. 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 That has been your thing. I've heard you say wayfinding a whole bunch of times. And I don't know if it's something that the council talks about. And I know you're not a you're part of the city, but I mean that is something that I feel like you've been pushing. And now they finally got it. And I know that you recognized it with the the Dunwoody with the O's or swings. Yes, they, yeah. you know, Katie, you want to tell them what you're yeah, talking about way, here? Wayfinding and gateway signage is really important to the CBB, and our board prioritized it a few years ago as a strategic plan initiative because we just feel it's so important to to ex- expand awareness about Dunwoody and who we are and branding, but also to let people know what's here in the community. And so we have been leading the effort with the city to um, to develop designs for gateway signage and wayfinding and hopefully a really cool instagram instagrammable experience because that's what it's all about these days do, it is do it we, for it's all about the gram yeah it <laughs> is it is it's got to you got to get the word out but and you don't have to be part of the city for that either um the shambly the some oh. complex some mixed-use complex that has shambly all the way across the top and when you drive down Peachtree Industrial, that's what you see as you're entering Chambly. I think it's really neat. I mean, they're, what, six-foot-tall letters? It's huge, and it, and it lights up at night. It's like their Hollywood sign. And I'm sure the city was probably like, that's way too big of a damn sign. Now they're like, this is the greatest thing that could have happened right. for the city. And I think you, you can't get too caught up in going, well, is this the right color? Is this the right design? Is this the right, should we have another committee meeting to discuss? And come up with other designs to consider just do it let's mm. just do it let's make it happen I wonder if they asked happen. permission yeah. for that I bet they didn't I bet they just did it and oh. asked for forgiveness as sort of a blanket statement I think we would generally say that no you do not need another committee meeting for it <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> just in general yes yeah, yeah a, a plan to make a plan to a make plan a plan to make a plan yes for sure for just sure. start breaking ground on whatever <laughs> so Peter where are you off to next I'm actually coming back up to this area next week. I'm oh, going to okay. actually be speaking in Decatur next week, a nice. uh, place I've been to uh, before, and they've invited me to come back. So it's nice to uh, come up from uh, you know uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. It's an easy flight, and this is a, I mean th- I, I I really do like this area, and there's a lot of great you know the whole ring around you know the the core of uh, of Atlanta. There's some really great um, communities up here, so including yeah. Dunwoody. Yeah, well, we appreciate you coming, and uh, thanks for taking time for us. My pleasure. You're in a hurry to get out of here, so I appreciate uh, you know. Making time. ATL for us. beckons, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you.